Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Snapbacks and Beards. I am Jay Wrestletock, and as always, I am joined by my two co-hosts. First of all, we have undeniable Johnny Goldsmith. How are you doing, sir? I'm all right, Johnny. Yeah, how are you doing, my friend? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready to uh, to talk some uh, wrestling in just a moment. We love that. And as always, again, we are also joined by TWG1991, that wrestling guy, Stu Matos. How are you doing, buddy? Hello, good sir. I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I can't complain. This is, this is probably the most prepared I feel for a pod after being, after being able to sit down and make a few little notes about Elimination Chamber. I feel quite like this is the one. <laughs> this is the i was gonna say have, have you got your notepad with you i've got i've got i've got my notes i've got some got some bits written down that i thought about Jay, so i did each match as well so nice be, uh... nice well without further ado then let's get into it guys so it was the elimination chamber last weekend none of us uh did live watch long for it we all watched at our own leisure which was quite nice it was yeah. quite nice. Yeah. I, I yeah. kind of I, I kind of enjoyed it, just the peace and quiet, just sit down and just, just watched it and felt like I could really take it all in. Yeah, absolutely. First match was the women's elimination chamber match, and we all know the winner. The winner was Oscar, but we'll chuck it over to Stu first. What did you make of the match? I I really, really enjoyed this match, actually. Um a little bit disappointed that I yielded on Asuka to win and went with Raquel Rodriguez. Um, but I think it, it was the right winner. Um, I also really, really liked how it could have been really obvious to go with Asuka and Raquel as the final two, but they went mm. a slightly different way. I quite, I, I quite liked, quite like that. I mean, I think it was fairly obvious once it got down to Asuka and Carmella that it was going to be Asuka, but that's that's not so much of a problem um some bits and pieces that i wrote down that i quite enjoyed and that i said um the there was a there was a spot where like carmella was trying to run from pod to pod as a bit of like hide and seek i quite enjoyed that that was quite funny mm -hmm. and is so strong and will be champion in the next year like i i can just see that i think she'll be oh, yeah. She'll be really good. Um, yeah. The Nikki Cross character is so much better than Nikki Ash. So much better. Oh, yeah. Um, I agree. So much better. Um, 100%. A, a couple of bits that like bothered me, if that's if that's the right phrase. It really bothered me that Nikki was in her pod for like however long and still didn't take her jacket off. That, but I don't know why that bothered me. That just that was just something I noticed. I'm like, why would you not do that? Um, and also, is is Liv's like oblivion or like double knee code breaker thing? Like, is that her version of a super kick? Because I'm sure she hit that or tried to hit that like every other move that she did, which is fine. Like, that's not a problem. But do you know what I mean? It felt like she didn't have a lot else in her arsenal that we know she's got. It was just, oh, I'm going to try and hit these double knees. Like, apart from that spot from the top of the pod, that, that was sunset impressive. Bit, that sunset yes. was very good. Was was unbelievably good. 
I agree. Um, I also did write a little question to myself of did Asuka need to come out last? Could could mm. she have come out a bit sooner? I always have a thing about the person coming out last winning. It just feels a bit like that is a bit of the easy option, but you know, that's uh, overall could not could not complain. Thought it was. I don't know if it's recency bias, but it's got to be one of the best women's chambers in a while. Surely. Oh yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it was great. Apart from, I did like the one where Shayna dominated, but yeah. that's by the by. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That is what Stu made of the match. Uh, we will now go over to the undeniable Johnny Goldsmith. What did you think of this match, sir? Yeah, very good. Um, it was a match had on in the background. So, like, we had, um, you know, family visit and stuff. And I thought, oh, I'll put this on, you know, while we're here. And um, so they got to experience it as well with us. And um, so the first of so the men's match, obviously, I was um, watching by myself. So I paid more attention in that sense. The women's one, though, from what I saw, I mean, obviously it was very enjoyable. Uh, Carmella being the last woman in, I kind of wondered if they would go with her winning somehow. That doesn't seem realistic, uh, Asuka getting beat off Carmella, but as I said, this new character, I thought maybe they were going to go with that for some reason. Um, Liv Morgan was obviously my pick. Again, very similar to Asuka. I think they both suit this match, you know, this extreme sort of match. I just wanted to go for someone different because Asuka is the obvious favourite and it's a predictable winner, yes, but it is a match that needs to happen with with uh, Bianca and Asuka at WrestleMania. She should have come out first, I think, just to show her dominance. But of course, the men's one, as we'll get on to, they're not going to do the same thing in the men and women's match. But Asuka probably should have come out first because of the character she is, the dominant character that she's been at the moment. Again, Raquel showed that she is um, a future women's champion, as you mentioned, Stu. Um, and it was just a very enjoyable women's chamber match, as you say, the one where Shayna dominated. If it wasn't for, I think the ending of that match was a bit odd. But other than that, you know, this is why this one probably beats that because the winner, the most dominant character, actually did come out on top here. Um, Asuka maybe had a bit of a penny drop moment. She might be my favourite women's wrestler, especially in ring and the character. Yeah, she's very, very talented. And it's took me, like, you know, I've not really thought about it properly, but Asuka, you know, this bright colours, the good wrestling matches that she has, the intimidating character, I guess, to the women, because she's very mysterious. I love all of that about her. So, yeah, she's definitely one of my favourites. And as I say, the match against Bianca, I might not be the biggest fan of Bianca's promos at the moment, but I think that match will be absolutely solid. No doubt about that. And I, I definitely enjoyed this one. Um, but as I say, I almost had a feeling that Carmel was going to sneak away with the win. Thankfully, they just kept Asuka's dominant run going, so that's good. Great stuff, great stuff. Um, yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed the match, and uh, we do like to uh, keep tally of uh, things here at Snapbacks and Beards. So we're going to start off the chamber, and I am one up. I am currently... <laughs> currently winning one nil uh the match <laughs> itself no, yes. so normally um normally with a, a pay-per-view i kind of take sort of like 10 to 15 minutes to sort of settle into the pay-per-view and kind of find my bearings with it and see how like it's sort of going this one i just sort of fell straight in and as soon as they started coming out i think even the the energy they were sort of giving on their way to the ring you thought this is going to be a banger and it didn't disappoint. It was an awesome match. Like we said, that spot from Liv, one of the highlights of the night. If a certain man from the Street Profits 
wasn't in the men's chamber, she probably would have been the MVP of the night for that spot alone, or one of them was obviously another main event that we'll get to that had a lot of MVPs in that. Um, but yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Couldn't complain. Uh, I think the right person won. Um, there could have been three potential winners out of that match. And the Carmella, as you boys have both just said, that was a massive swerve for me for her being one of the, the final two in there. I mm. didn't see that happening. I thought it would have been Raquel or Liv. Um, but who went first? Was it Nikki? Nikki, Nikki went. Did Nikki go first, then Natalia? Then Natalia, then, then Liv. Raquel. No, no then it was Liv, um, Liv, Liv went second. Liv went second, did she? Yeah, I, yeah. I was going to say, I thought Liv went quite early on, yeah. um, which again was a bit of a swerve. But well, it was that spot, wasn't it, where they did double submission on her? So, like, you know, that's that's oh, yeah, 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 of course, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, the match itself, yeah, I thought it was a great, great opener, great match. Absolutely, right. I, suppose we've, I suppose we've answered it with, um, were we, were we sports entertained? And I, I think it's a resounding yes that we were, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I would, uh, I would have to say. And just before we do move on to the second match, uh, we obviously now know that by winning that match, Oscar will be facing Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. Do you guys have an early favourite? Oscar needs to win. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree. I, I, I think it's it's one of those, isn't it? Oscar needs to win, and she should win. I'd lean that she will win, but we know how hot they really are on Bianca would be my concern. Mm. Mm -hmm. I would, I would say that I would go for, for an Oscar win here yeah. as well. So mm -hmm. yeah, I think it needs to happen. I think it's time for Bianca Belair to drop the belt and maybe do a little heel turn. So yeah, I would like to see how that goes. And I think she would be very good at that as well. I think you can just tell Agreed. she would be a very good heel. Mm. Agreed. Agreed. Mm. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That is match number one in the books. Asuka was your winner of the Women's Elimination chain. Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. Undeniable Johnny Goldsmith will come to you first this time. What did you make of this match? Talk about waste of time. I mean, like... <laughs> I actually, I'm actually so annoyed about the way they've booked these two together because when Bobby Lashley come back in 2018, one of the first names that comes to mind of like, oh, what would be a great match? Brock Lesnar. You know, they're both in the UFC. Well, mixed martial arts. They were both doing that. They had a career in doing that. Very impressive, both sides. And you'd think, right, there's an opportunity there for a fantastic match. This isn't Lesnar against Goldberg here. This is two legit badasses who have proven that they are legit fighters. And they fuck it up. And it really does give me Vincent Mann writing vibes because Triple H being there, the writer of the show, should know much better than this and book them much better than this. And I know Brock Lesnar doesn't do long matches, but you can get a better match out of him than this. And, you know, the first time they faced each other, at least there was a storyline there setting up the match for WrestleMania. I get it. But then you've also got the second one at Saudi, which was a horrible ending. And then this one ends in disqualification. And based on what happened on Raw the next night, I don't even know if they're going to go for another match after this. Mm. So it feels like they're just quietly ending this rivalry now. And 
I just can't believe the way it ended. Obviously, Lashley got the win technically, but I, I wanted him to win, but not like this. I kind of feel like a submission match at WrestleMania would have been the way to go. Um, so you can't get disqualified. But I, I don't know what uh, what they're thinking when it comes to two stars like Lashley, like Brock Lesnar, and they can't even get that right. That's insane. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Um, let's uh, mix it up a little bit. I'll jump in second here this time. Um, yeah, I agree with pretty much all that you were saying. I was disappointed with this match. Um, like you say, I know Brock doesn't do long matches. However, my stance on it is that if these two guys can't have a match that lasts at least 10 minutes and there's a clean finish, then I don't want to see it anymore. I don't want to mm-hmm. see it again. Um Either give us a proper, proper match that goes for, yeah, at least 10 minutes. I think this match came in at like 4 minutes 57 or, or something, like not even 5 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know what, like, where's the logic in Brock using a low blow to get, get himself to score? Like, that's not a, like, a, that's not a Brock Lesnar thing to do. Brock Lesnar is supposed to be this really dominant alpha male and I, I get that he's going up against another dominant alpha male but surely if you're a dominant alpha male you would rather lose with pride than win you've, by... you've got to think if, if he's going to go down that route it's just a he's so alpha that he refuses to submit and just passes out that's yeah. like exactly exactly but um yeah i was i was disappointed with it and yeah i like you say, it doesn't look like we're getting our match at WrestleMania, but... Yeah, I mean, can you imagine the spot there? Can you imagine if, you know, Lesnar lost by um, passing out of the Master Lock or Lashley tapped out to the Kimura, which obviously neither of them have ever... Well, The Undertaker apparently made Lesnar submit at SummerSlam 2015, but that's that was a very weird ending. He passed, um, out, he passed out against Taker, didn't yeah. he? In a, yeah. in a sense. So. Mm. And, like, as I say... Lashley always been a fan of his and again Lesnar is all about getting paid more than anybody and then just leaving and you mm. have got the best pay out of everyone there on uh, Sunday on Saturday but they can do better and everybody knows they can oh yeah they absolutely can they absolutely can um, Stu what are your thoughts on this match I mean there's there's not too much more i can i can add but i i literally just put that it was a pointless finisher spamming hot mess that's like that's (laughs) that's that's the only way i can i can really describe it um i don't actually think it did anything for brock or for bobby really um and i'm i'm just not quite sure what the match achieves i uh, do you know what i mean I, i don't know what we what the out what that outcome proves to anyone for either man um and i also did pose the question and i don't know if this is correct or factual but apparently the second f5 spot to the ref was going off script again and i just wonder how many times he can go off script because he did at the rumble apparently he's now done it at um elimination chamber like, I don't know. I just don't think that that's. I'm not sure what sort of message that sends. 
if you just keep letting your talent go off mm. off script all the time um mm -hmm. to just to, to certain extents you know i mean if it's a case of um you know he throws the stairs at, or like you know hits the ring post with a chair or something that's go and that's going off script don't really see the issue but that's twice he's now put his hands on non-competitors in an off the script moment I, I don't know. I just it just doesn't quite sit with how it it sit right with me to be honest. But you know that's I'm sure there's got to be something internal with that. Brock uh, Brock Lesnar is going to do what Brock Lesnar wants to do. That's the thing, and then that's not the that isn't how it should well, be no. now. And I I I, I actually had a, a conversation with with someone the other day, and it was a really a really weird analogy that I made obviously brock is this big alpha megastar i still think he is probably one of the only true draw megastars that the company have got which is which is an indictment on the company anyway but which is why he can come back and demand all this money but is it getting to the stage where you know like two three four years ago a football team would beat Man United and people would be like, so what, Man United aren't what they used to be. They lose quite a lot now. Like, Brock has lost a lot of matches. Like, when does beating Brock just become not a thing anymore? Like, you know, back back in the day, beating Brock was massive. Like, him taking a loss was huge. Now it just, it just feels a bit like, okay, Brock's lost again. You beat Brock. Well done. Like, do, do you know what I mean? I just, I do, it, it's and it's an odd one. It is, it is an odd one because you're right. He can, like, there is a point now where they're like, right, Brock, you're going to lose this match, and it doesn't seem like it would be like not realistic, but realistic for lack of a better word. But then you go back to the chamber last year for the championship, and he absolutely dominated. He literally teared everyone apart, and um, it's just kind of like there, there's like a zero or 100 with brock and no real in between yeah mm -hmm. yeah and yeah i just think that shine off it doesn't it for mm -hmm. for it you know like i'm not saying he should come in and absolutely dominate everyone and win every time and all this sort of stuff but if you're going to build someone up like that and it is a legitimate star like brock is and a legitimate fighter like brock is he can't lose loads and loads and loads at once or in a consecutively because it just, mm. it, you know, it, it doesn't work. That, that sort of aura goes, doesn't it? The mystique behind him. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if, we'll, if, if, if we'll see him again. I mean, I know that Omos has kind of called him out. Um, and that's a match I really, really don't want to see, but you know, <laughs> Um, what's well, it's interesting about that one is um, I remember talking to my PT about this because he likes wrestling and uh, I said you know Omos has never faced Lesnar before could you imagine that and then um, it could be happening I generally was joking and I was thinking they're not going to do that other than here we are he's breaking <laughs> it into existence yeah because Brock Lesnar you see he's one of those guys who I just feel like if he isn't the biggest and baddest dude there he's not interested and obviously, Omos is significantly bigger than Brock, and I realise Brock could beat him probably in a match, no doubt. But you know, he doesn't look as threatening next to Omos. And I always thought he knows 
he knows that, and I don't. I thought he would refuse a match with someone like Omos for that reason. I mean, yeah. Omos is still is still pretty green, isn't he, at the moment? Yeah. And um, I'm wondering if now we'll probably talk about this in in next week's pod. Um, but I'm wondering if it will have something to do with the hurt business and Lashley coming back into the hurt business, um, and this way of yeah bringing bringing mm-hmm. Omos in as well. Yeah. I, I, I I don't know that that match just doesn't it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Mm. Uh, but but again, is is it one of those where if I mean all right, I've openly said I'm not Omos's biggest biggest fan in the world but had this been a match three years ago Brock three years ago versus Omos I think is a different type of match because I think Brock still has that mystique about him but like I said I, I I'm just I as much as commentators and people will play it up as a massive thing a massive shock if Omos beats Brock at Mania it will be, but again, Brock's lost a lot of matches recently. So, is it a shot that he's lost again? Mm. That's a good point. I just think that I think if Brock, because like we said earlier, Brock does what Brock wants to do. If Brock is put in yeah. a position where he has to take a loss from Omos, I think he's done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't see him wanting to to do anything else after that. Mm. Uh, who knows? But so, in regards to the match at hand, were we sports entertained? No. Nope. Nope. Not Big sure. resounding no. Um, I said no contest. Stu, you said no contest. And Johnny, you said so. Bobby? <laughs> no, I said I would like Bobby. I said no contest then. Okay. So, <laughs> unfortunately, no points for anyone on that one. And now we move on to match. Three. Match three of the night was Judgment Day being represented by Finn Balor and I'll let you introduce SG. Uh, and Mammy, Rhea Ripley. Versus um, Edge and Beth Phoenix, the Grit Couple. Stu, what did you make of this match? Well, first off, if anyone listened to the our uh, predictions pod, right up until the last second, I was bang on with this match <laughs> and got talked out of it. Um, <laughs> but oh, overall, you know what? I I really, really enjoyed this match, actually. I thought it was really well put together. Um, I, I felt there was a, a couple of sloppy moments. Um, I think there was one that Beth was a little bit late on breaking up a pinfall, and it was, it was quite noticeable. But, you know, that happens. That's Edge was had the well with all the kick out you know, prior to that anyway. Um, I mean, Metalingus and Edge in Canada was magical. Like, any, like mm-hmm. that's just just phenomenal. Um, the Beth and Rhea, like, clothesline spot, I thought was just brilliant, where they were just, you know, that, that sort of trying to assert their dominance was, was really just, cool. Just couldn't knock each other it, down. Just couldn't knock each other down. Um, one thing that I I really liked as well, and it's it's a strange one, but you know, proper if you like wrestling fans will get what I mean. There were there were little moments, and one of them was during the clothesline spot, and you have to, like 
it's, you only notice it for a second. But then moments that Rhea was sharing with Beth, you could tell that Rhea was almost struggling to hide her like her excitement because uh, I don't know if people know, but Rhea has openly said in previous interviews, Beth was someone that got her, she looked up to, to get into this business. So I think for Rhea sharing this moment, she was, I think she was struggling to not keep character. I think she kept character really well, but there were moments you could just see this little smile breaking, breaking out in certain spots. And I think that was like brilliant. I just, it was really, really good. Really nice to see. Um, yeah, so I just yeah I I I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. That was good. Um, other than being talked out of getting the winner, winner right, but you know, <laughs> <we're there. laughs> Johnny, what did you make of the match? Yeah, very entertaining match as well. Um, shout out as well to the Montreal fans for giving Dominic the biggest heel reaction. Like it just becomes a really fun to just rip the shit out of Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> it's just <laughs> honestly it's so much fun just listening to the fans with him and I'm very I'm uh must say I'm pleasantly surprised at how well Dominic is doing with this character actually. Mm, he and, is you know is. this idea of him being the smiley happy son of Rey Mysterio and he's really separated him from that character and uh I've got he's to say, done I'm hard impressed. time now isn't he so yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's done hard, hard time, times. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Prison dog um, is not one to be taken lightly. Oh no, 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 definitely not. Um, as I say, Rhea getting the loss, I still it doesn't damage her in any way. I was kind of concerned Rhea losing would really not be the best way to go, considering she's got Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. But it didn't really make any difference. I think going forwards, um, I think it's probably ended that sort of rivalry with Beth Phoenix now you know the heroes win but she didn't really look weak in any way and um, very entertained by it's obviously hometown reaction for Ed well country reaction for Ed um, and it was just a very solid tag team match you know um, I, was it the greatest match ever no but I mean certainly as far as tag team matches go I was very enjoyed entertained good good stuff um, yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed the match, and I feel like the uh, the Montreal crowd did give the Clash at the Castle crowd a run for their money with Metalingus. Mm. However, yeah. I am going to pick bias and say that ours was still louder. So, if, any, yeah. if anyone uh, on this podcast is from Montreal and you're listening, sorry, but I'm not sorry. <laughs> the match itself. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, I'm I'm fully behind Dom's heel turn now as well. Um, the when Edge chased him out, and then you could you could hear the booze when he came back out before you could see him. And I thought, yeah, he's <laughs> he's on something here. Um, like you say, Rhea taking the loss was it necessarily? Well, Rhea Rhea's team losing was it necessarily the right move? Probably not. Um, but I don't think it really damages her. She took her. Um, I forget what uh, Beth's finish is called. Glam slam. Glam slam. Glam slam. Glam slam. On 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 the outside, and that looks like it hurts. And the spot with uh, the suplex that Beth did to Rhea from the top yeah. right, that looked like it genuinely hurt. That looked like it knocked the wind out of Rhea there for a moment. Mm. The 
rest of the match, uh, Edge and Finn spots again. I can't complain. The 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 late breakup of the match, uh, the late breakup of the pinfall, just proves that even the pros don't get it. Like the the pro of pros don't get it right at the time. And it's like it, ha- it's like, it like yeah, yeah. We can't can't hold that against them. Did the right team win though? I would have said no because I thought it would have been better if Judgment Day had got the win here. But I'm always happy to see Edge pick up a win. So yeah. I really enjoyed that match. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Were we sports entertained? I think I know the answer. Yep. Very much yep, so. For me. Yeah. Yeah. And we all picked Judgment Day. So, yes. uh, did we all pick Judgment Day? We did. I thought you picked Edge, Johnny. Uh, no, yes. Sorry. I was going to say, did we all pick Edge? Um, <laughs> yeah. I, picked, I picked Edge and. Uh, I was oh, adamant it was Judgment Day. <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I did pick Judgment Day. All right. Okay. Yeah, because I was going Beth and Edge, and then you can We swerved you back to, yeah. So, yeah, no no points across the board again there either. Oh, well. <laughs> I've got to let so you guys well. catch up a bit, haven't I? That's it. I've got to let yeah, you boys catch is, up. We can't catch up if we're drawing zeros. <laughs> Move swiftly on to match four which was the men's elimination chamber. And we'll go, let's go Johnny first this time. Okay. Excellent elimination chamber. I watched this um, on the night and then watched it again the next day. And yeah, both times, excellent stuff. And um, Montez Ford, MVP of the night, without a doubt. In uh, We had, I mean, I particularly was talking about how, how will he cope without having his tag team partner more than capable of handling it by himself, more than capable of being a single star, as we saw the fan reaction for him. Um, when he came out of the chamber uh, pod, that's when I really saw the match pick up in terms of quickness. He was very entertaining throughout. Um, I think my pick, Damien Priest, was probably the most disappointing of that match. I wasn't particularly impressed by him, really. Again, very good wrestler, as we know, but just that match, uh, something was missing, I think, from him um, on the show. We then also have shout out to Johnny Wrestling. I will give him that. Like, you know, he did a really good uh, showing in that match. <laughs> um, finally, never doubt Johnny Wrestling. There. Yeah, uh, that uh, thing off the pod. Um, I, I see why people like him. I, I do. Uh, very, very good from him. And then you have, of course, Seth Rollins, who's in the match, and he would be the second favorite probably to win if uh, Logan Paul didn't get involved. He probably would. Of um, maybe even won it and then lost it the next night or something. He was very, very close to getting that. As soon as Logan Paul comes in, there's only one winner. We know who it is. Austin Theory comes in. Was he in from the beginning? No, it started Seth and Johnny, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think, did okay, Theory so... come in third? Yeah, he came in. Yeah, he yeah, got out the pod. Yeah. yeah so he came in the match yeah. and. Again, Logan Paul interrupting. Seth Rollins has denied any sort of association with Logan Paul. Now he can't ignore him. Now he's cost him a match. They're going to have that match at WrestleMania. It'll be a banger, absolutely. Um, and then Bronson Reed, who was one of those people who, in a few years' time, I wonder if it'll be like, oh, yeah, he was in this match. You know, he was he was uh, that sixth competitor in this match. But he, again, I think Sean, he's more than capable of holding his own as well. He was very impressive. I think they were all, apart from Damian Priest, as I say, I think they were all very impressive in the match. 
we can't not talk about that spot from Montez Ford doing Spider-Man climbing to the top and then just jumping down on top of everyone. Wonderful spot. The way he sold the curb stomp as well, where it looked like he genuinely was like a broken neck or something. Very, very good uh, showing from him. And I think this match, apart from getting Theory over and, you know, getting him to that match against Cena, I feel like this was pretty much the intention of showing what Montez Ford can do. I think a lot of focus was on him in this match as well. And as I say, showing he's more than capable of being a top guy. Great stuff, great stuff. I can't I can't disagree with any of that. I will um I'll I'll jump in the middle here again. Um when I say this match for me, when I say this match delivered, it delivered. It was everything that I wanted and needed to see and more. I do agree that Priest was probably the least satisfying person to to watch in the chamber. However, mm-hmm. I do have to give him credit because when uh johnny gargano hit that spot on seth if you catch uh at the right angle damian priest chucks his arms out to save johnny which was very quick thinking and it could have ended a lot worse had damian priest not had that wherewithal to chuck his arms out and catch him and then Mm -hmm. let him go but to save that spot that spot incredible uh Montez Ford again, yeah, MVP of the night. Mm, mm, mm. That might come a little bit later. I'm gonna hold off on that because there might be someone else. Um, but definitely up there. Um, theory strength to get Bronson Reed on his back. Fair play. Um, the courts yeah, on theory. <laughs> I didn't really know. Yeah, I didn't really know what to expect of um, Bronson Reed coming in to this match but yeah I, I liked what i saw um he had a good showing uh always obviously i'm always going to be behind seth rollins um i thought yeah again him and johnny um i quite like their spot where they were both uh chilling on the top of the pod as well and seth's like oh how you doing you all right and he's like yeah and then slaps it i thought that was great <laughs> um and then logan paul has the audacity the audacity to come out and hit Seth Rollins with his own move. Logan, if you're listening, do you know what you've done? Because Seth's going to kick your ass at WrestleMania. It's going to be a banger, but there's only one winner in that match. And that is Mm. Seth freaking Rollins. Uh, I did pick Theory to retain just because of the way that things look like they're probably going for Mania. But everyone in that match for me deserves a round of applause and a pat on the back. I thought it was a great, great match. Nothing wrong with it mm-hmm. in my eyes. Stu, over to you. So I'm probably going to draw the wrath of the internet community and my co-hosts. I mean, yeah, Montez Ford was fine in the match. <laughs> like, but I mean, you know, like... You were, you were watching the right show, right? Like he 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 was he was he was fine. Um, in I think the thing that, that absolutely right the the selling of the curb stomp was the best thing he did in that match. The issue, uh, but I think the issue that I have it, it's nothing to do with Montez Ford as such. And obviously, and I wrote down the the Spider Man drop spot 
was awesome. It was brilliant. It was ballsy. It was, you know, all this stuff. It just bothers me that there were four superstars stood there watching him for 30 seconds, climb up, watching him get in position, watching him drop. Like That bothers me. That that takes away from spots like that for me. Like that, because I know they wouldn't do it, but if us three were stood somewhere and someone was above us and we watched them drop, we'd move out of the way. You just, you just move. I get they can't do that. They need to catch them and protect them and all this stuff. But I always think with spots like that, they, they just become slightly too over choreographed because you like, like I say, they, they were just stood there watching him, waiting for him to drop. Um, I much preferred he did like I, I want to say it was on theory maybe priest and then someone else but he did like the, the flips over the top rope I preferred them because he knocked them down went in the ring and hit them on the flip just as they got up which makes more sense to me because they wouldn't see him coming so they wouldn't have a chance to move out the way whereas if you if you're watching him do something and then you get hit by it it just feels a bit like I, but that isn't a shot at Montez. It's I just I always feel with them spots they look amazing. Then you look at I, I think what doesn't help in today's day and age is the amount of replays you see, and you kind of you see it a second, third time, and you see everyone just there stood watching. You're like, oh, you, that it doesn't quite look as good on a second take. But having said that, he is a star. He's got the best frog splash that that wrestling has seen. Um, and he will win a singles title, if not by the end of this year, then next year. Like that's that's a fact. Um mm -hmm. however, my my MVP of potentially the night, but my MVP of that match is your guy, Johnny. It was Seth Seth Rollins makes everybody made everyone in that match look a million dollars. Everyone got their moment with Seth. He made them look, and, and he, without taking away anything from anyone else in the match, Seth was the big name and the star in that match. That, mm -hmm. like they, do you know what I mean? Seth was the guy in that match, and he made everyone in that match. Um, I really, really hope they don't do anything overcomplicated with Bronson Reed. Like they don't need to. The guy's got something about him that can. Whether he'll ever be a world champion, probably not. But you know, he's he moves well for a big guy. Like he doesn't he doesn't need a complicated gimmick. Let him keep doing what he's doing for for me. Well, um, what I what I was going to say, just very quickly, just about Bronson Reed as well, is shout out to the fact that they made it so there had to be three finishers to pin him. Yeah. So they're obviously built trying to build him as a big deal, which. Yeah, it's great. But anyway, sorry, carry on. Yeah. No, agreed. Um, it, was, it was disappointing. I, I completely agree. I, there was something just off about about Priest. Um, I don't know if, and I, I did wonder this when I was watching it and thinking about it, we're so used to Priest being the powerhouse in a match. Or uh, Priest is either the powerhouse or he's again he's another one that's very athletic for someone his size but when he wasn't the powerhouse in that match and he wasn't the most athletic in that match it kind of felt he was a little bit lost at certain times but 
I do love me some Damien Priest, so I'm hoping that's just a just that style of match didn't quite quite suit him. Um, but yeah, again, as I said earlier, I don't know if it's recency bias, but probably my favourite chamber overall. Mm. Um, definitely in my top sort of two or three up there with with the original. There we, we spoke about that on mm. on on previous pods. Um, and the last two things I can really take from it is. Has Seth Rollins ever been more over than he is now? Like, I, I don't know if he has. Um, and Austin Theory is just a top-level heel. Just a top, top-level heel. Unbelievable work. So, yeah, overall, really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed it. Good stuff. The question begs itself again, ladies, uh, ladies and gentlemen. There's no ladies actually on the podcast, but there might be ones listening. Uh, the uh, question begs itself again, gents. I feel like I know the answer. Sports entertained? Absolutely. 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 There wasn't a thing wrong with it. And shout out to all the guys in that match. They did a great job. Phenomenal job. Well done, boys. The main event. We had Roman Reigns defending his... WWE Undisputed Universal Heavyweight Championship against the hometown boy, Montreal's own Sami Zayn. Undeniable Johnny Goldsmith, what did you think? I think if you go by a storytelling match, this one had everything you needed. It was almost a perfect match. The only thing, the only criticism is that the hero didn't get his comeuppance on the villain. And Roman Reigns really shown that he is a Disney villain, practically, you know, really just evil, you know. He really just doesn't give a shit about anyone but himself. And he'll manipulate people into believing that he cares about them when he really doesn't. And that is like a proper villain. And you got to love that. And uh, he got, you know, not quite seen as a one-night stand reaction, but he did get a lot of booze that night. And um, Sami Zayn gets that hero reaction that you would expect. And there was many times when it looked like Zayn was going to get the win and the referee wasn't there. You know, the very, very standard heel stuff to get the win here. But again, very entertaining. And I think that does help with the crowd being well behind the guy and this whole storyline with the bloodline. Um, Sami Zayn being more over than he probably would have expected 12 months ago. And it's just that heartbreak that we all shared even before the match started, because we knew he wasn't going to win. And we were all devastated by that, that um, Sami just couldn't quite do it. And again, Sami Zayn winning the world title a month before WrestleMania was never really going to happen anyway. Um, but then, of course, we get Jay comes in, and so does uh, Jimmy. And then there's the whole, is Jay going to hit Sami? Is he not? He's got steel chair there. Um, Roman stands in front of him, and it's like, is it going to happen again? And then he turns around, you know, going like, oh, come on, come on, are you going to do something? And um, yeah, like we don't know what's going to happen because Jay ended up getting speared by Sammy. So we don't know if he was going to turn on Roman. Was he just going to align himself with the bloodline officially, properly again? And uh, eventually we got the uh, result we expected. Roman did get the pin. He's still the champion over 900 days now. And then at the end, the other hometown boy, Kevin Owens, comes out. And the best part of the night, besides. You know, the wrestling is Paul Heyman trying to beat up Kevin Owens. <laughs> like, what, what does he do? And like, he's so comical when he does that. And then, of course, he gets a stunner. 
and then now he's in a neck brace because you know he nearly got killed by Kevin Owens. You know, and um, yeah, if you want to show someone a wrestling match who's never watched wrestling in the modern day, this one is right up there in terms of emotion and storytelling. Very much entertained by this one, but again, predictable results. But again, the way it was done was very well. Yeah, um, yeah, great stuff. Um, Stu, do you mind if I jump in second again? Yeah, mate, you can go in, go in. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that I think, my opinion anyway, there will there will definitely be people that do disagree. I think this is the best match Roman has defended his title in in this run that I've seen. I think it's the best match, probably for the storytelling and the emotions and everything. But yeah, I mm-hmm. think it's the best. Uh, obviously, you've got Roman's entrance gets booed the shit out of him didn't expect anything else sammy's entrance the place went electric the fact that they spent over five minutes before they even touched each other in that match and just let the crowd go to work sammy actually said in a in the press conference i don't know if i've reviewed or caught it but that's a record for that arena for a uh, standing ova- for an ovation to go on for i think it was like five minutes and so many seconds or something but yeah so mm-hmm. he's got that record which is good um i love the fact that they had his wife front and center and then Roman saying to her, like, oh, I didn't want to do this. I was going to look after him. And then her getting involved being like, yeah, no, you did want to do it. Like, you don't care about him. I thought all of that was great. The match itself, like the fact that they've got to a point in WWE where they're allowing someone to get someone of Sami Zayn's size and stature to get speared by Roman Reigns pinned straight away without hesitation and still kick out on a count of two is phenomenal in my eyes and wwe have this beautiful beautiful thing which i think still gets me watching to this day and it's one of my favorite things about it and i said it in a tiktok as well we knew what the outcome was going to be but they still have the ability when you're watching that match to go hang on a second hang wait they're not are they gonna but then obviously it brings you back in but they have that that ability to give you that split moment and that is one of the things i love about wwe more than any other promotion the outcome wasn't what people wanted but given where we are in the calendar year is probably the appropriate one uh yeah we don't know what's going to happen with jay like you said johnny um see jay gets speared and then he's gone for the rest of the match sammy gets speared and kicks out too so um where's solo sakura by the way uh, is he injured that that was about where, is solo? Yeah. where is baby Uso? nobody knows hmm. um yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think he's injured um yeah i don't know where he is but it's weird not seeing him and then the inevitable happens roman wins looks like he's going to put the beat down on Sami Zayn, which starts to um and then ko comes out and then we saw a moment between ko and Sami Zayn on raw but we'll save that for another podcast i loved it i thought it was a great match um was it a five-star match probably not but was it the match of the night 
yeah, I'd say it was. Just just pipping it from the men's elimination chamber for me. But yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Stu, over to you. I I can't really disagree with with much that, that you boys have, have said. I I said I I put down that it was you know almost cinema level like storytelling perfection. Um, like you say, was it a five star wrestling match? Probably not. Was it five star storytelling? Like absolutely. Um, which I you know. That that is something that that draws us all all in, you know. Is a is a good story. Is you're pretty much there, aren't you? Um, I too wonder where where Solo is. Um, I'd like to see him come back and and just wreck people. I'm a big big fan of Solo. Um, this it had that air of I thought this after after the match. It's it's what we said with both with both Rumbles in the sense of sometimes the predictable outcome is probably the right the right outcome you know at at this stage in the calendar year it's it wouldn't be the right idea to to take the belts off off roman um having having said that i although i still can't quite necessarily see sammy as a world champion i see it more after this match but I don't know if that's because of how dominant Roman has been, and we've seen Sammy push him all all the way. Um, but yeah, like I say, other than other than that, I, I can't change or add too much to, to what you boys said. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, the one thing that, again, I think we're, we're going to see, and I don't want to see it, is going to be Sammy and KO versus the Usos at Mania. I, I, the match will be great because the Usos are one of the best tag teams in any promotion and Sammy and KO are, are brilliant. But we know as a team, there's only one way that Sammy and KO go. And don't get me wrong, heel KO turning on Sammy and them having a couple of great matches will be a great feud. But I, I don't know if I want to see it again right now. Do you know what I mean? I'd, so... Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's that's just my my view on that. I'm sure we'll pick up on that on another on another pod. Mm. Great stuff. So the uh, the question comes around again, guys. Again, I feel like I'm pretty sure I know the answer. Are we sports entertained? Very much so. And it was a trifecta of results. We all picked Roman Reigns to retain his title. So that is a point to everyone. I do have to say, I have actually started making that. I've made that um, that tally so I'll, I'll add the uh elimination chamber results to the to the rumble ones okay Super. i believe any... that was the only match i got right <laughs> <laughs> any... i think i went two i went two out of five on that one i think uh Oscar. <laughs> i had theory and Bro- theory and roman i had Oscar theory and roman didn't get the judgment day match didn't get the Rock match. Rock yeah, three, three, three out of five. It's not bad. It's not. It's not five out of five, but yeah. there will be plenty of points to pick up on WrestleMania. It's over two nights. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Any further comments on the pay per view as a whole before we bring this podcast to an end, boys? I was just going to add. It actually, what I really read about this, about this pay per view in, in itself. 
it felt like a little bit of an i don't know if old school is the right word but like an old school black and gold nxt pay-per-view in terms of not low matches hard but give it that meant there was enough time for each match to tell its own story of 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 it i know the brock bobby match was was pointless but the actual matches that got the time were all brilliant matches and i i know obviously mania is going to be different if you know the two nights and the longer card but if we start seeing pay-per-views with five six matches on and we get that quality i'm fine with that that's yeah, i don't, I I don't mind that mm-hmm. at all i agree i agree yeah, very much a Triple H, uh, you know, it's a Triple H uh, show. He said this before, like, he, that's his sort of style is what he likes. So whatever you saw in the NXT black and gold, you can more or less guarantee that's the kind of pay-per-views you're going to get going forward because that's the style that Triple H seems to enjoy going for. So I think we'll be uh, quite satisfied with what you'll see going forward so long as Triple H is a writer. Uh, one other thing as well, I just want to point out that obviously WrestleMania goes Hollywood and stuff. So they're doing movies from modern day and... Um, yeah, Seth Rollins playing the Joker is fantastic, and it works, obviously. Um, Joker is one of my favourite movies of all time, as I've mentioned, and the fact that he's doing the dance on the steps like Joaquin Phoenix. I couldn't think of anybody else who does it as perfect as he does. You know, it just worked. And um, I had to point that out because, uh, yeah, that was that was well very, very well done. I agree, I agree. And I've seen, I haven't seen, but I've read that there's going to be at least two more of those. Um, and who's going to be in them? And I'm very, very looking forward to seeing them. Okay. So uh, they've got um, Drew McIntyre and the Brawling Brutes doing uh, the 40 year old virgin, a parody of that. <laughs> um, and they've got the Bloodline doing a parody of The Godfather, which I think will be. That's why Roman okay. has that t shirt then. There's a new Roman Reigns yeah, t shirt. I've seen yeah, that. Right. Makes sense. So, yeah. Looking forward to seeing those when they when they drop. We have come to the end of this episode, and we'd like to thank you for listening. If you have, if you're still here, and um, if you're mm. not, thank you to for listening until what point you switched off to. Um, I'd like to thank my co-host, uh, undeniable Johnny Goldsmith. Where can people find you? Find me at Johnny Goldsmith on TikTok. Johnny without a hitch. Uh, Johnny Goldsmith, and also on Instagram, Johnny Goldsmith too. And um, they're the only ones I really post on. So if you want to, especially on TikTok, obviously. So definitely search for me there. I'd like to try and get close to 20k by WrestleMania. That's like six weeks away. So I've got like 900 followers to get. So it's a bit of a long shot, but hey, if you can help me get towards there, guys, then please it's do. Doable. Go follow. Go follow Johnny Goldsmith on TikTok and Instagram. Stu, where can people find you? Yeah, so again, my main social is probably my my TikTok, that wrestling guy at TWG1991. Um, I'm looking, I'd like to get to 5K for WrestleMania, so I'm probably about 250 away from that. So, you know, anyone want to check that out, let me know what you think. Be always appreciated. Great stuff, great stuff. And you can find me, as always, JWrestleTop on TikTok. And um, that is really the only place that I am at the moment. But I should say before we go, if you don't want to just listen to Snapbacks and Beards, you can now watch us as well because we are now on YouTube. Snapbacks and Beards, go watch us if you don't just want to listen. Thank you for joining me, guys, and we will see you again next time.
Cheers, Pleasure. guys. See you all soon. Bye. See you later.